Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Monday, November 29th edition of the show. Thanks for being here. Omicron variant, to be terrified or to be the same, because what do we know about it? We'll figure that out in a moment. Fauci says once again, he is science. He is the living embodiment of science. And uh, on top of all that, we also have to talk about uh, Waukesha and how the media already wants to, to forget the whole thing. So a lot of news to get to in our time together today. Make sure you stick around for it. Today on Cyber Monday, celebrate softness season with Tommy John and save 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. Shop Tommy John's Cyber Monday sale today and give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself, with Tommy John men's and women's loungewear. With over 16 million pairs sold, giving the gift of Tommy John underwear and loungewear is a holiday tradition. Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics, and we're proudly two of them. Plus, your purchase is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. During Tommy John's Cyber Monday sale, get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at TommyJohn.com slash buck. Again, 20% off plus free shipping for a limited time at TommyJohn.com slash buck. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays. That's TommyJohn.com slash buck. A lot of Fauci stuff to get to today. And as you know, my feud with Fauci... And he's he's clearly aware of me insofar as the people who are now coming after me and pressuring me behind the scenes and uh, and all the rest of it is it, Fauci knows he knows he's on the buck naughty Christmas list. He is not a, he is not a uh, a guy that is going to be invited this year to Christmas dinner at the Sexton's. That's for sure. Not while I'm still drawing breath. And it's because he is awful at his job and a fraud. On top of all of that, too, how could you at this point in time not think that it's maybe a moment for another person to step up in this leadership role? He has convinced himself he has convinced himself that he is saving lives. That's what he says. He is saving lives by having this job. He also constantly says that he is not political. Now, I just want you to I want you to hear this from Fauci, because there's so much to talk about here. Um, but first off, here he is firing at Senator Ted Cruz and others who are critics of his. Senator Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? Do you think that this is about making you a scapegoat to deflect from President Trump? Of course. You have to be asleep not to figure that one out. Of course. What is he even talking about? First of all, this is a really important moment. Fauci bringing up January 6th. What does that have to do with anything? Why would he do that? Oh, you mean Fauci is a delusional lib who, let's remember, when thousands and thousands of people were in the hospital in New York and across the country dying from COVID, the chief voice of the CDC and the apparatus medical response to COVID back in 2020 
was calling Chris Cuomo every night to tuck him in and make sure he was okay. Are you okay? No, you won't lose all your muscles. Because he's probably calling me, bro, is this going to make all my gains go? Bro, bro, my macros are way off since I've had COVID. You know, Chris Cuomo is very into that stuff. But Fauci had time to call him every night and, like, read him a bedtime story. First, there was a bureaucrat who went to the sea, you know, whatever, something like that. That's really weird, right? Unless you're obsessed with CNN and elite opinion, that's a very, very strange thing to do. But that is what Fauci did. Why would he bring up January 6th in this conversation? It would be like if someone said, I mean, it was about as normal if someone said, hey, you know, Senator Rand Paul disagrees with your natural immunity. He's like, yeah, tell Senator Rand Paul January 6th. Booyah. What does that have to do with absolutely anything? Ah, but you see, it not only shows you the mindset of Fauci, it shows you that he wants people at home to know on the left that the Democrats, the elite opinion makers, the MSNBC, CNN, New York Times apparatus, he wants them to know that he's one of them. He's on their side. How much more clearly could he say it? What about January 6th? Oh, I don't know. What about it? What does that have to do? You're the health guy. You're not the counterinsurrection guy. As if it was even an insurrection, but that's a whole other topic. But then there was a part that I think was even more telling for all of us, and it was where Fauci uh, truly says that he is, he represents, he is the embodiment of science. Now, this is honestly terrifying when you think about how much influence and control this guy has had over, remember, not just U.S. policy with regard to COVID, but really globally, because he's tied in with all these global health bureaucrats. He's been in this game. You know, America is the largest, wealthiest country, largest, I should say by influence, obviously not by size or population, but the most powerful, important country in the world. And when you're at the top of its health apparatus and we also send money to other people and we even fund things like, I don't know, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Let's not forget that right now the most likely answer, the most likely situation here of where COVID came from is at least partially Funded by, partially funded by U.S. taxpayer dollars at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And that's, is that not the theory? I just want to know. You say it and people go, oh, no, no, oh, it came from a wet market. They don't know which one. They had no actual ability to find the initial species, crossover species. They don't really know. Yes, there's a problem there. But let's get back to Fauci and the science. Because he represents the science. Uh, Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. It's dangerous 
to criticize Fauci by his own words. I'm not putting words into his mouth. I'm not. It is dangerous to criticize Fauci. Wow. That's that's something that you don't want to hear from a public an unelected public health bureaucrat, right? You're putting lives at risk by criticizing Fauci. You're risking lives by not going along with what he says. I mean, this is the essence of absolutism. This is the essence of an authoritarian mindset. Do what I say or people die. Well, how can you how can you challenge that? And don't even theorize. Don't even speak openly about possibilities or, or questions. Well, you know, what, what are the long term implications? What's it like if we all just start getting the shot every six months, all ages across the board for eternity? I don't know. Are we allowed to ask the question? Probably not. Misinformation. Misinformation. Okay, well, you know, just listen to Fauci because he's been so brilliant all along. Remember, this is a matter of record. Fauci lied about masks by his own admission. So if you believe that Fauci lied in order to protect the mask supply, which I do not, he just realized that masking was a visible manifestation of control and an anxiety napkin for people who couldn't handle the reality of the world that we live in under COVID. And so he changed his tune on it. But put that aside for a moment. He admits that he lied. And that he gave people advice or he said something that would have made people make decisions that put them at greater risk. Why isn't he held to account for that? Right. If I tell somebody that antibiotic will not save your life, don't take it because I'm worried that we've run out of that antibiotic and other people might need it more. Is that ethical? Is that ethical? Because Fauci did that by his own admission. Now, I know that they just don't want people talking about it or thinking about it. But what am I missing, folks? Explain how I'm wrong. He says he changed his tune. He lied about mask effectiveness because he was protecting the supply. That was just the very beginning. He should have been discounted after that. But you see, what's even more amazing is he's actually lying about lying because he knows that masks don't actually reduce the spread the way that he told us they would for the first. Well, still to this day, but certainly the first six to 12 months of the pandemic, he knows. But he also knows what team he plays for. And it's team science, as he says. Absolutely horrifying. I mean, I've, I've said it and I mean it. He is the most damaging public health official in the world. Uh, and he, he should, if he had any ability to self-reflect, if it's really about saving lives, he would step aside. Because at least then you would have somebody who wasn't obsessed with being on TV every five minutes who was talking about COVID policy in this country and around the world. We'll come back to this Omicron. we got to talk about Omicron for a second. Oh, my gosh. Is it the scariest thing ever or not Or not just, you know, another strain? I, you know, who? Well, we'll find out. For hardworking Americans, finding health care can be an expensive struggle. It can feel like you don't have any real choice at all. That's why I'm introducing our friends at One Share Health. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, They're a nonprofit dedicated to helping thousands of Americans find affordable health care and support their members' communities through charity and volunteer missions. Their ACA-exempt programs are perfect for small business owners, the self-employed, or anyone who is just fed up with the broken traditional health care system. 
Don't worry about ridiculous Obamacare mandates or penalties. Get the most out of your hard-earned money with health care for just $115 a month for you or $239 for your family. Get $75 off your enrollment fee with promo code BUCK. Call 833-230-4455 now or go online to OneShareHealth.com for a fast quote in seconds. That's 833-230-4455 or OneShareHealth.com with promo code BUCK for your special offer. Live well, pay less, see how much you'll save, and put the freedom of choice back in your hands. So they put a travel ban into it, many travel bans into effect on Friday. On Friday, they decided that you couldn't come from uh, South Africa to the U.S. or under certain circumstances. There's always all these provisos and carve-outs, and, but there's some kind of a travel ban in effect. What does Michael Osterholm, who is uh, in charge of, well, advising, was in charge of advising the Biden administration, what does he say we're heading toward here? Well, I th- understand initially it was really an attempt to slow down uh, the likelihood of, tr- of transmission around the world. But as you've already seen, we have at least 17 countries already reporting cases. I suspect within uh, the end of this week we could get that number well over 40. And at some point you have to say, are we going to ban travel between every country in the world with every other country in the world? And I think these bans will actually be released or relaxed. What we have to put in place, however, is a much more efficient testing program and follow-up for people who are going from one country to the other. But uh, uh, it won't be long here, and we're going to be seeing, I think, sustained and potentially very serious transmission issues here in this country. So he says we can't ban travel from everywhere. Right. We can't. And so what are we going to do? What is the point of this travel ban? Now, people say, oh, Buck, are you being are you being duplicitous? Actually, if they had if they sounded like that, they probably wouldn't use the word duplicitous. But, you know, you know, Barney from The Simpsons is not. Hey, you know. Actually, Barney might use long words from The Simpsons. I, I haven't seen it in a long time. That'd be kind of funny. But you get what I'm saying. Uh are you being hypocritical here? Because, of course, when Trump put the travel ban into effect, it seemed, and at the time I said it, seemed like a sensible measure. That was merely because delay. Let's, let's go back to where we were at the beginning of COVID. We were told that delay was necessary or helpful, at least, so that we wouldn't have hospitals completely over, overrun and slam with people with COVID. So if you lowered... If you lowered the amount of COVID at one time getting into the country from a hotspot like China, when we really didn't know as much, we didn't know what was going on, that seemed reasonable for a finite period of time. There's COVID all over the planet right now. We all know that, right? It's everywhere. And this Omicron variant, which I know everyone's been making the same joke. They're all the she variant. They would have uh, XI as the Greek alphabet, but they're trying to avoid that because of Xi Jinping. Uh, so they skipped to Omicron in the Greek alphabet. It's a reminder, how many people even really know the Greek alphabet offhand? But uh, this is what we're seeing right now. The Well, first of all, they, they bow to China. That's not a surprise. So they don't want to offend Xi Jinping and the global health, World Health Organization, the global health community. But beyond that, this is everywhere. So how does slowing it down from one place? I mean, there are cases that have already been found all over the world. I think they have a handful of them, even in Australia, which has been super locked down and restricted to travel. So what's really going on? You know, you have to you have to wonder, I mean, at what point do you say to yourself, something's up here big time, right? Something uh, there's a real problem uh, with the way that they're approaching this, right? Because if they're limiting travel from one place, it's already all over the world. What are they doing? 
they don't even really seem to know. Um, but they also are talking now about maybe there's additional measures, additional measures we could take. Uh, they've been wanting all along to make airline travel vax mandatory. And this may be if Omicron spreads even faster than Delta, which I'm just saying they do not know. I'm not doing the whole, oh, well, here's what we, you know, there's all these crazy things. out. They're saying there's all these crazy possibilities and they don't know. Well, here is. So that's the, the official word right now is it could be awful. We don't know. I'm just sharing the official word with this one. Of course, there's a part of me that says, how many times do we go through this? And then they say, oh, it turns out it wasn't really that bad. Um, but here we are. Play six, please, sir. We have allowed people to travel freely both into this country and around this country being unvaccinated if you are uh, an American citizen. And it's time that we realize that we are not going to uh, uh, fully protect this country until we vaccinate everyone in this country. And the big gap is we allow people to fly in this country unvaccinated. Ah, who's been telling you that if we have a bad COVID winter, the next step they want is vaccine passports for travel? for a long time be this guy because of course they do of course they do it doesn't make any sense right you're gonna you're gonna require vaccine passports for uh, you essentially require the vaccination and i know they have the carve out of oh we're not requiring it you can get tested like every five seconds and we're fine you and all this whatever but they're basically making it so you have to get the shot okay why not then do it for people on planes if you're going to do it for companies with over 100 employees which the Biden administration is trying to do. I think it's grossly unconstitutional, but that's what they're trying to do. Ah, they're just waiting for the moment. This is what they always do. They say, you're right, that's too extreme. And they go, well, actually, we think we, think we can get away with it now, so we're going to do it. Uh, we think we can get away with it, so we're going to do it. And then there's also the, where are we heading with all this? What does all this mean? What are we going to do? What, what does it look like in a year from now? Because we were led to believe that a mass vaccination campaign against COVID would effectively stamp out the disease. Not that it would. There's no disease that's ever entirely, entirely gone. Right. If it has ever existed, it could exist theoretically again. But that this would not be a thing that you would really have to uh, think about. Right. This would not be something you'd really have to spend time worried about if we all got the shot. Well, of course, we didn't all get the shot, and we're never all going to get the shot on the exact schedule necessary to prevent all infections, which we now know is also a part of this equation. Here's Fauci, though, saying what has been obvious to all of us for a long time, but now he says it, too, which is COVID's not going anywhere. We certainly are not going to eradicate it. We've only eradicated one virus, and that's smallpox. Elimination means there's none of it in the country like we have now with polio and with measles. I don't think we're going to be there with this. But what I do think we will be able to do is get a level of control that's low enough that it doesn't interfere with our function. It doesn't have a major impact on society and what we do. It's not going to go away. The lower we get it, the better off we'll be. And you get it that low when you get the overwhelming majority of the population vaccinated and boosted. So, like I've said multiple times, Chuck, it's in with our own grasp of how we're going to be able to live with the virus. The lower we get it, the lower the dynamics of virus in the community, the lower the risk to everyone, including vaccinated people. First of all, the fact that he keeps saying dynamics of virus. Just say the virus, dude. Stop trying to sound smart. We all we all get it. Okay, the dynamics of the virus. 
Have you ever heard a human being say that before, before Fauci? Or, or congregate settings? He has these, these bureaucratese phrases that he throws out there to make it seem, to put a, put a patina of officialdom on all this stuff. Okay, so let's say we get everyone vaccinated and everyone boosted. 90% of the country, which would be an incredible number, right? Let's say we get that. So we're done, right? Well, no, we're done until next year. Unless I'm missing something. And if I am, please explain. So they, by the way, they get to be wrong all the time. If you say anything that turns out to either be a prediction that doesn't come true or anything else, then it's the misinformation they freak out at you. But they can be wrong all the time. They can have terrible policies. They can have children locked out of playgrounds outside, which they did. They can have kids sitting on freezing cold ground, eating their lunch, masked up outside, except when they're taking bites, which they do in New York City. And they feel righteous about it. They feel like they're good people. They're sanctimonious about it, in fact. And they keep pushing this madness on us. By the way, I want to just prepare you for something. Uh, Fauci and the rest of them, whenever this finally does, whenever the... Whenever it has exhausted itself as a means of public control, which is probably another, you know, 18 months out at this point. Uh, that's just a guess. I don't know. You know. But whenever they've exhausted themselves with this, do you think they're going to go back and say, wow, we overreacted? We did a lot of things that were unnecessary. The data actually doesn't support lockdowns. When you, when you say it doesn't support, it means if you actually balance it out, you say, was this worth it? The answer is no. Were mask mandates helpful? The data shows no. Are they going to go back and say, wow, we over- No, they're going to say we are the Fauciites will be furiously rewriting history and suppressing information and data they don't like to suggest that they are heroes, that everything they did during all of this was necessary. And in fact, when we get past covid, it's because of Fauci and all of that. That's where we're heading. Just be ready for that. They're not going to get to the point where this finally fades away, not because of anything Fauci or anyone else really Uh, did in terms of mitigation. Yes, the vaccines are helpful to protect people for a period of time. That's absolutely true. My own parents are vaccinated. Uh, I'm vaccinated. Well, I'm not getting the booster. Um, And you say, why? Is that because I have natural immunity? I got got vaccinated. I got a booster. I got another booster. I got another booster. Give me a break. I mean, you're, you're only protected for a finite period of time from infecting others by the booster, by the percentages. We don't even know the numbers. I'd give you the number. They don't know, but they know. Otherwise, you wouldn't need a booster, right? So we can all just use logic and get through these things. But uh, they're going to tell you that they're huge heroes and that they saved millions and millions of lives. Fauci, while, while many of us think of him as the, uh, the little Democrat tyrant running around pretending to be about the science, pretending he is science and mask up between bites and saying it's not insane and all the rest of it, uh, Fauci is going to say that he saved millions. He's already kind of, he's already basically saying it, but when this is all said and done, he'll say he saved millions of lives. And they will build statues to Fauci. I'm, I'm not kidding. They will build actual statues to Fauci around the game. He knows that. So he's got to ride this to the very end. That's the plan. That's where this is going. Doesn't matter what ends up being true factually about different policies, different decisions, how well the vaccines work. Do we have to use the... Uh, Do we have to get boosters forever? None of that matters to the narrative. The narrative is that Fauci and the Democrats saved millions and millions of lives in America and around the world. Yeah, the sanctimoniousness will be built up like a tidal wave unleashed upon all of us. 
The worst terror attack to ever take place on our soil was 20 years ago on 9-11 when 2,979 people lost their lives. Brave Americans responded. We all remember the images of firefighters, police officers, Port Authority officers, and so many others that wanted to help. Many even stepped forward to enlist in our armed forces. Since then, more than 7,000 U.S. soldiers made the ultimate sacrifice in the war on terrorism. They fought for us but never came home. The Tunnel Towers Foundation honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever in a new annual ceremony on Veterans Day this month. Tunnel Towers is making sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. The Foundation's Season of Hope runs from this Thursday, Thanksgiving, to New Year's Eve. At least one mortgage-free home a day is being given away for 37 days to honor America's greatest heroes. Do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Uh, just a couple of quick words on Waukesha, which I'll come back to numerous times, I'm sure, this week. Uh, they ran the they ran the playbook here on this. The media did what they always do. We don't know the motive. How dare you speculate? How dare you speculate? Sir, you don't know. And then you say, OK, well, we're waiting. We're waiting. What's the motive? This guy committed mass murder of people at a Christmas parade. We all know it was intentional. It was not an accident. He tried to kill as many people as possible. Why? They don't even offer up an answer because the most obvious answer, based on the evidence, the information we have, the only hypothesis that makes sense is this guy is full of anti-white hatred and bigotry and was probably, this part of it I can't say with the same degree of, of analytic uh, certainty, was probably incensed over the Rittenhouse House verdict, which the media lied about and pretended was a racial issue and Rittenhouse was not a racial issue didn't matter wouldn't matter to uh, someone like Brooks the killer here mass murderer and so they just don't offer up any motive we, we may never know is what they say we may never know oh wait a second you know people might be a little bit uh, agitated when they really think this through and they say hold on a second so we are all responsible for Meaning anyone, you know, who's on the right, everyone's responsible for like QAnon or Q Shaman or whatever happened that, you know, anyone did on January 6th. If you voted for Trump, you're responsible for that. They want you to know that the actions of a very few not only are the whole country on the right is responsible for it, but also you must be punished for it. Uh, because of all the, you know, white nationalist madness, the insurrection, all, all the media craziness out there. Any moment now, the white nationalists might overthrow the country. You say, based on what? Well, now you have an incident here where you have somebody who is uh, a, 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 it's a hate crime, domestic terror attack, an anti-white bigot, and they want to pretend like this doesn't happen. Why doesn't this get enough media attention that people actually wonder? Well, because it doesn't fit with their storyline, which is that the only people that act out in America, the only individuals who act out in America in ways that are uh, violent and and horrific based on ideology are white males. We're the only ones who do it. You know, we're the only ones who act on political. It's it's never anybody else. That is what the left wing Democrats believe or that what they want people to believe. At least they can't really think that because that's crazy. But that's what they uh, that's what they do. It's propaganda, my friends. And that's why they have buried Waukesha, uh, which was effectively an anti-white hate crime on a parade of Christmas celebrants uh, murdering old ladies and children in the same way that you 
probably don't remember the name of the guy that tried a mass murder of members of Congress who was a Bernie Sanders supporter. His name was James Hodgkinson, by the way. Notice how I remember his name. I know some people say don't name the person. I, I don't, I mean, the guy's dead. I, I don't think it really matters at this point. Um, but people can disagree with me on that. Point being, they have effectively, from a political standpoint, covered up what happened in Waukesha, and that was their plan. And it shows you how dishonest and disgraceful the media is. Going to leave it there for today, team. I'll be back with you tomorrow, same time and place. Uh, please give a rating to this podcast and spread the word about it. Pass the buck. Tell people about the Buck Sexton Show. Talk to you tomorrow. Shields high.